0: with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms. And we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today.
1: Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC and your daily reminder that the Reds are still top of the league. And because of the favourable fact, and I'm taking it as a favourable fact, even though it's really not, that we're playing early tomorrow, the 12.30 kickoff, away to Brentford. We can potentially have a five-point lead before Arsenal take on Burnley. Which is good. It puts more pressure on them. It adds to their plate. We've seen a lot of Arsenal fans having themselves a big old cry in recent weeks that last season City got to play before them in a run of weeks in a row during the run-in. But what Arsenal fans overlook is the fact that they had choked before the run-in began. I do notice what Arsenal... Last season, after 19 games, they had 51 points. This season, after 24 games, they only have 52 points. And yet you'll be told that they're the best team in the league, the best team in Europe, the 100-point team, whatever the nonsense, that the only team that can beat them is City. They're a very strange bunch. They've got some, some real confidence that has absolutely no basis. But we need to get through Brentford. That's the be all and the end all. Brentford sit fourteenth in the league, 25 points. We have been there twice since they came back into or since they came into the Premier League. Now I would argue that the draw there in the 21-22 season is one of the results that contributed to us not winning the league title that year. We went there and drew 3-3 in what was quite a strange game. Ethan Pinnock put them one up. Diogo Jota put us level. Mohamed Salah put us 2-1 up. Vitaly Yanolt equalized for them. Then Curtis Jones put us ahead again. And then Johan Wiese or Visa put them level on 82 minutes. And that is how the game ended. Last season, we went there and it was not good at all. We were genuinely terrible. On the day, we came in on a four game win streak, having beaten Spurs, Southampton, Villa, and Leicester City. We went 1 0 down on 19 minutes through an Ibu own goal. Johan Lisa made it two just before half time. Virgil had to go off at half time, having gotten injured in the first half. Ox pulled one back for us on 50. But then Brian and Bomo wrapped it up on 84. And frankly, they deserved to beat us quite heavily that day. We were dreadful. That was the 2nd of January, 2023. That was the start of a really poor run where we lost that game. Then we went and got pumped by Brighton, drew it home with a bad Chelsea team, and then went and got pumped by Wolves. Uh, Not good. Not good at all. So we're yet to beat them at their stadium, the Brentford Community Stadium, known as the G-Tech Community Stadium for sponsorship reasons. We're yet to win there, and that needs to change. That needs to change tomorrow. We have to go there and win. This game is absolutely vital to us. We've got to win this one. We've got to beat Luton. And if we do those things, then we head into the EFL Cup, knowing that we're top, knowing that we're in a pretty good position. We get the EFL Cup, the FA Cup, get them out of the way, and then it's on to Forrest, another very, very winnable game. The next three have to be three wins. Brentford away, Luton home. Forest away, the next three league games, they have to be three wins because then it's City. Then it's City at Anfield. And that, I think, could well decide the title. I think if we win that game and we can, we'll have a two-point lead on them if we win that game because they've got that Brentford game in hand, which would actually put them a point ahead of us. But if we beat them at Anfield, I think that puts us in an incredibly strong position heading into the last run of games, the last 10. It's a favorable last 10 for us. Now, their last six or seven, quite favorable as well, but they have a tough run around the time they play us they play United before us. And then after us, they play Brighton. They play Arsenal and they play Villa. Of their last seven, it's only really Spurs away that's tough. But if we can beat them, that might just knock their confidence. It might just knock them a little bit. And maybe they drop points away to Brighton or at home to Arsenal or in that Spurs game. We need to win the majority of our games. We need to win probably all-bar one, maybe all-bar two of our games to have a real shot at the title this year. But it can be done. We're in a great position right now. Um, on this is Anfield. Liverpool face battle of perfection and Brentford lessons should be key. Uh, While Liverpool must be aware of the Ivan Tony show, despite Brentford free hit. I mean, Tony has caused us significant problems. The the three three, he absolutely destroyed Joel Matip. And he didn't play last year because he was was he suspended or was he injured? I think he was injured. I think that was before the suspension. Kick he was, it was yeah, it was months before the suspension kicked in. He was injured at the time. Um, but the pace on the counter cost us. They don't have him Bomo this time, which is good. Um FSG must replace unsung figure to preserve Jurgen Klopp's legacy. I assume this is about Vitor Matas, it is. Um, he's obviously done an outstanding job since joining the club. Um, my guess is that he will become Pepin Linder's assistant wherever Pepin gets his managerial job this summer. Um, some suggestions that Porto is a real possibility. Obviously, he's been there before as a coach, as has Mathos. So that might make sense for the pair of them. Uh, it's a big job with, with Kansai Sau leaving, but you know. Uh, Torres to play at Anfield and Bayern target Alonso. So Torres is going to play in the Legends match. And obviously Bayern most likely going to be looking for a new manager in the summer. It would make sense that Alonso is on the list. Um, Ref confirmed for Carabao Cup. With VAR used for the first time, let's have a look.
0: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them.
1: It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Okay, so John Brooks will be the VAR and Mark Perry will be the assistant. Uh, Brooks was the referee who sent Virgil off earlier this season and he was the fourth official that Virgil got in front of him, uh, that that Jürgen got in trouble for celebrating in front of uh, last year. Chris Kavanagh will be the referee. He's managed uh, overseen four of our games this year. West Ham and Forest, as well as the City and Arsenal games. Um, Now, he obviously missed that very, very clear handball in the Arsenal game. But, yeah, he's not great. He's not bad. He's not great. Uh, Liverpool give first-team chance to 21-goal striker who grew 10 inches in eight months. This is a piece about Jaden Dans, written by Joanna Durkin, so do check that one out there. Uh, that's pretty much all there is on this is Anfield. We'll go to liverpool.com and see what sort of hopes and dreams the lads are trying to sell us today. We'll also get Anfield Watch open and see if young Maguire has done a bit of work. It's unlikely. It's unlikely, but we'll see anyway. Um, right. Liverpool.com. Um, it's a piece about Alonso. A piece about Tim Steed 10. Four things that definitely happen if Liverpool hires Tim Steed 10. Right. We'll come back to that one. There's another piece about Alonso. Xabi Alonso and Liverpool might be about to remind Moises Caicedo how big a mistake he has made. Okay. There is a piece about Roberto de Zerbi. There's a piece about Darwin. piece about Mo. Liverpool could beat Man City to exciting 54 million transfer who might be ideal Thiago's successor. That is uh, Sudikov of Shakhtar a uh, super, super talented player. Um, there's a piece about the current injury situation. There is a piece about Jules Kunde. Liverpool should act after Barcelona transfer call on 59 million ace, Jurgen Klopp already considered. Kunde is too small to be a centre-back for us. But as a right-back in a four, if you did want to play a back four and push Trent into midfield... He'd be he'd be really good. Uh four things that definitely happen. All right, let's see. Javi Alonso hired. Okay, well the unlikely Steve Ten would be the one making the decision. It also says he already oversaw the hiring of Alonso once. That's not quite true. Uh Simon Rolfs was the primary decision-maker on that one. But Steve Tem would have been involved in that process, so that's fair. Um, links to Bayer Leverkusen players, well, that's an obvious one. Jörg schematic tactic continues. Uh, the suggestion here is that we'd be continuing to look for buyout clauses and things of that nature. and also obviously pushing for the moves from the Bundesliga. Uh, Lucas Piquetta's name crops up. Yeah, even though he had nothing to do with him going to West Ham, just the West Ham link uh, would likely be something that people would bring up. It also mentions Jared Bowen signing a new contract again. Steve Ten, not the primary decision maker on contracts. He's not the sporting director at West Ham. He's the technical director overseeing recruitment. Mark Noble is the sporting director. He will have been the one responsible for that contract. Um, yeah, this piece is about Sudakov. He is immensely gifted. Immensely gifted. But whether or not we'd move from, I have no idea. I have doubts that we would. Uh, Liverpool rank in top five for highest wage bills in Europe. There's a piece on Pedro Neto. This is Anfield Watch, by the way. Uh, Piece on Neto, piece on Alonso, piece on De Five teams Liverpool will hope to avoid in the Europa League draw. I don't think there's five. I genuinely don't think there's five. We'll have a look. Uh, there's another piece on Alonso. Dede Hammond calls former Liverpool boss a pervert. As he recalls, key advice. We, we'll definitely have a look at that. It's a piece about Roy Hodgson, who was taken ill during Crystal Palace training yesterday. Looks like Roy has been replaced as Palace manager. Um. So, yeah, not not a great day for Roy. But hopefully... Hopefully he makes a quick recovery. There's a predicted 11 for the Carabao Cup final. Liverpool fans picked their preferred sporting director. Let's have a look. Uh, Idiot who shouted racist abuse at Mo Salah receives ban. Good. Didi Haman has described Rafa Benitez as a pervert. Such was the manager's passion for penalties. Uh, discussing the miracle of Istanbul on that Peter Crouch podcast, Hammond obsessed manager Benitez gave him regarding penalties. Rafa was a penalty pervert, wasn't he? That's quite funny. Um So Anfield Watch did a poll and teams, Tim 10 ran away with it ahead of Dan Ashworth. Uh, he got 48.1, Ashworth got 25.7 and Richard Hughes got 10.3, which tells me that people have no idea what they're voting on because Richard Hughes has done a dreadful job at Bournemouth and was sidelined when the new owners took over, which is why he's leaving. Um, why anybody would vote for him, I have no idea. Dan Ashworth is the most overrated sporting director in Europe, um, especially when it comes to recruitment. He's he's a very good administrator, but I guarantee you, if United sign him, they'll hire someone else to handle recruitment. Right, five teams Liverpool will want to avoid. Uh, Leverkusen would be the obvious one. AS Roma, there'd be no issue. There'd be no issue there. Benfica have been dreadful this season. Uh, We'll smack the life out of them. Galatasaray would be tough. It's a very difficult away. We'd still beat them. AC Milan, I mean, who's worried? Who's really worried? We went there with Nat Phillips at centre-back and schooled them. And Sporting. Sporting are the only one of that group that I would like to avoid. That's it. And I still think we'd beat them fairly handily. Uh, On to AnfieldIndex.com. The lead piece is Tony Evans' latest. So do give that a read. There's a piece about the Brentford game. Uh, there is a piece about Luis Suarez talking about his time at Anfield and how players didn't want to sign there. I, I think someone that's a dig at Rodgers, to be totally honest. Uh, there's a piece about Connor Bradley. Uh, there is a piece on me talking about Tim Steed Steedten's uh, record of signing players and the work that he's done. So do check that out. Podcast-wise, we have the latest scouted, which is Carl and Guy. We'll have another one recorded today. It's going to be a tight turnaround ahead of tomorrow's game, but it'll be recorded this evening. Um, There is the latest stat me up with Eddie stepping in for Dave Davis. And there is the newest Mulby on the spot. Trev Downey and Jan Mulby having themselves a big old chat. So do make sure you get on that. And that'll do me for today, folks. I will see you on Monday. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye.
0: We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community